Hello, everyone. Philip and Jace here to give you the weekly JAG report. We're excited about the things we had to talk to you about this week. We're going to talk about news happening around the Supreme Court, around the Dobbs opinion, uh, around uh, judicial nominations we're advocating uh, around. And we have a, another segment on what makes a judge or justice a constitutional judge or justice. We're really very excited about that part of the segment. So stick around for that part. Uh, Philip, yep. would you like to open us up in prayer? I, I will open us in prayer. And I want to tell you guys, we are jazzed about this uh, video today. I'm very excited. This is not an attempt to market and get you to watch till the end. Please watch till the end. Um, the things that are happening, it, it's as sometimes, in some ways as difficult as, as it's ever been, but it's also God is moving. And I am so excited about what he's doing. And we have some details for you that you're going to want to know that you probably haven't heard elsewhere, but also some prayer direction, even perhaps some prophetic direction about what's happening and what the next steps are. So I'm excited. If you've ever watched one of our videos to the end, watch this one, because I think it's going to be really good. We're not bragging. That's, that's what I really sense. So let's pray. Father, we love you. We love you. And we know you're going to stick around to the, till the end. And uh, we want to hear everything that you're doing and everything that you want to tell us. Your son, Jesus, said, I only speak what I hear my father speak. And I only do what I see my father do. So our prayer for Jason, for myself today, Lord, we don't want to say anything out of order. We know we're imperfect. We're not Jesus. But that's our goal, to not sin especially to sin with our mouths and with our words. So, Father, we love you. We honor you. We're so thankful for who you are, that you stand at the top of everything, that nobody changes you. And um, we're so thankful that we're your children. And we pray that all of these that are our enemies, Lord, in the natural, that they would come to know you. We don't hold their sin against them. We forgive them. We pray that you forgive us. And we pray that you would bring them to you, just like the prodigal son was in a far country, but he came to his senses and said, I will go back to my father's house. And he did. And you received him. And we want to be like you, Lord. We want to receive back the prodigals. And, and we, too, want to be received back for all the prodigal ways in our own lives, even, even now. So bless our time together, Father. Bless those that are watching. And we pray that you would use these words today to impact people and to create action in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Because, Jace, we are the judicial action group, right? Not the judicial <laughs> inaction group. That's right. right. <laughs> Not activist, action. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. So you want to start us off? Yeah, yeah. So first things first. Yes. Uh, what's been happening in the Supreme Court? There was... A uh, near assassination attempt, which is a really big deal. Uh, this is the, I mean, first time in my life that, I, that I'm aware of that there's been a, uh, a near assassination of a sitting Supreme Court justice. This is, this is huge. Um, Apparently the New York Times didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the 16th story in order on their website, but yeah, that is that doesn't surprise me. New York Times, you could flip it on its head, and then you'd probably get a better look exactly. at the truth. But read, read the story and believe the opposite might be the approach. But <laughs> but anyway, I interrupted you, brother. Go ahead. Uh, so for for those who don't know, there was a a man from California that uh, came across the country and intended to take the life of Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, and possibly other residents, uh, other people uh, living in the house, and himself. He had a backpack. N namely, namely, Justice Kavanaugh's wife, I believe her name is Ashley, and his two daughters, if they yeah. were there, which they may not have been. But Right. Yeah. He was uh, armed. He had uh, tools to break and enter. He had uh, all he had a gun and, all, and a tactical vest and a combat knife. And the story is kind of strange. When it first came out, it was just would-be assassin yep. uh, apprehended at 2 a.m. At, at Brett Kavanaugh's house. But then as, as more details came out, it kind of it, it was a little bit interesting. Uh, it turns out he showed up. He took a, a taxi there. Um, 
because you know he didn't he didn't go and park. It was a it was a one way trip, and he 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 showed up and there's two marshals at Justice Kavanaugh's house protecting. And this and this is it. I'm 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 going to pop in and out as we're talking about this. I'm looking, Jace, at the declaration. Pardon me, the affidavit of one of the officers. It was at one one o five a.m. early Wednesday morning. But yeah, these two marshals were stationed outside of the house. Right. Right. And so he he shows up. And he makes his way around them somehow around uh, to the back. And he, he calls 911 on himself before he breaks and enters, which is really astounding. And astounding. he tells the 911 operator that he was thinking about committing suicide and he needed help to be sent to him right away. It's amazing. Now, that is amazing. Philip, what do you think? Guys, this that? is, this is, um, it's not amazing. Let me, let me, I want to be very, 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 very clear. What happened, what, what was planned to happen against Justice Kavanaugh was not amazing. It was wicked from the pit of hell. One of the worst things I've ever heard about. How God apparently moved to thwart it is amazing. And, um, and look, guys, these are, these are the, the worst of times. And in some ways, they're only the best of times because we have a God in heaven who's who's available and who is moving, absolutely moving. Why did this guy get out of the cab, Jace, dressed <laughs> in his black gear with his backpack? He was intent. He was going to murder, assassinate. Yes. He was a man Brett, with a plan. Justice Brett Kavanaugh and probably his wife and daughters. You don't go into a house to kill one guy and plan to kill yourself and other people are there. He probably probably would have done that. And yet, this is what's interesting. When you look at the affidavit describing what happened, this guy apparently did not engage with the marshals in conversation. The marshals that were outside of Justice Kavanaugh's house did not engage with the man. Now, it's normal if he got out of a cab intent on going in to assassinate that he saw the marshals and walked away. That's that's understandable. What's not understandable is that he called the police on himself. Right. The marshals weren't chasing him, apparently, yeah. and he called the police. He was walking down the street free, could have gone back to California, called the police on himself at that point. That is, I believe, an answer to prayer. Yeah, And I think if any, if any of us could have seen into the supernatural at that point, Jason, I would love to see a movie in the supernatural about what was happening. And I bet you angels intercepted that guy walked him down the street, probably did spiritual warfare because the guy was being oppressed by demons. Then the guy comes to his right mind. I'm speculating here, but I right. think it's the most likely explanation. Probably came to his right mind and was afraid. Oh my, I was about to murder myself and a justice. Called the police at that point. That's the most logical explanation based on what we know, Jace. I think it is, yeah. And it's not- And all glory to God. All glory to God. And it's not, it's not trivial either. And it's, yeah, the actions are worthy of dissection and looking at what, what happened because he acted against self-interest in a number of ways. That's and right. that's not, that's not trivial in, in the law for those who aren't lawyers hearsay statements in court are usually inadmissible, but there's an exception. If someone makes a statement against your self-interest, you can bring yeah. it into court yeah. because People don't make false statements against self-interest because that's it's yep. a rare thing. So when someone does something against self-interest, you take it, you look at the, the things that happen, you say, okay, let's look at what's going on here. Yeah. And I think yeah. there's a couple ways that you can look at this. And I mean, there's probably many, but there's two big ones. The first one is that the guy just walked down the street, called the cops on himself, and we shouldn't look into it any further. Or every week when we get on here and ask for lots of prayer, over yeah. the justices, when you and I, Philip, join our prayer calls with our teams, and we pray over the justices, when all our organizations that we're running in tandem with meet weekly and pray over the justices, and we say, you know, finally, someone comes to the house intending to yep. kill Justice Brett Kavanaugh and himself, amongst others, and then he shows up, sees the marshals, walks down the street, totally free, calls the police on himself, major action against self-interest, one, thwarting yep. his own plans, two, incriminating himself, three, yeah. sentencing the, him to jail. Like, this is... The guy's been charged with attempted murder. Is right? 
here. Yeah, he's been charged Thank with you. attempted murder. He may spend the rest of his days in jail. He could have, he could have, whatever brought him there from California, whether it was a flight or a car or whatever, he could have gone straight back to California. He didn't. He called the police on himself and reported himself, perhaps sending himself to federal prison for the rest of his life. Right. And he chose, yeah, he chose that. He could have easily and, just walked away. Yeah. I, and it's, why? It's abs- why? Yeah, it's and I believe it's because God intervened. So guys, there's a lot to be discouraged about. I get it. I battle discouragement. And I'm sure Jace, if he's being honest, guys, these are some tough days. But be encouraged, unless you just don't want to hear anything that's encouraging. If you do, then let us tell you, be encouraged. God is moving. He saved the life of Justice Brett Kavanaugh and his wife and his daughters. God's moving. And he can do the same for every one of those justices on the court. And I believe he is. And and we've got to keep praying. Matter of fact, Jace, I know we pray at the beginning and the end, but I want to stop right now and let's pray for these justices by name. Father, thank you for sparing the life of Justice Brett Kavanaugh and his wife and his daughters. Lord, we ask you to send angels, as many as are necessary, whether it's one or 10 or 10 billion, to each of them and their homes. Father, you have enough angels to, to station thousands with each of their children, hundreds of thousands with each of their children. Lord, we ask you and we expect fully because of who you are and we know it's within your will to prevent murder. Prevent the murder and and pain and threats against every one of these justices and their children. That goes for Justice Clarence Thomas and Ginny. That goes for Justice Samuel Alito and his wife. I think her name is Laura or Lauren. You know her name, Lord. Um, His son, Philip. Father, That goes for Justice Neil Gorsuch and his wife. I think her name is Louise or Marie, or you know her name, Lord, and his daughters. The the same, Father, for Justice Amy Coney Barrett, her husband, Jesse, and all of their children. You know their names. We pray the same, too, for Justice John Roberts, Chief Justice John Roberts, regardless of where he is on this case. We pray the same for Justice Stephen Breyer, Justice Sonia Sotomayor, and Justice Elena Kagan, that you would protect them physically but also that you would send angels to them, whether to protect them or to speak to them in their dreams, just like you did with Daniel, Lord. And then you sent an angel, Gabriel, to speak to Daniel and tell him what the vision meant. We pray that you'd give dreams to Elena Kagans, Justice Sotomayor, Justice Breyer, Chief Justice Roberts, and the rest of them. Give them dreams and visions and then send angels to them to explain it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'll keep we'll keep getting through. Speaking of prayer, Jace, I have to tell you this. Did you see, have you pulled up the again, these wicked threats and attempts? Ruth Senna's tweeted. Tweeted, not, not to Justice Kavanaugh, but to his wife. Did you see that tweet? I did. Yeah. You have it pulled up. Tell him about that. And then we'll we've got some other commentary on this. Yeah, they tweeted this, uh they they tweeted it at Brett Kavanaugh's wife, and it was this uh picture of a billboard. Um, and it, it said, uh, pregnant question mark alone, question mark, scared question mark. And they tweeted afraid. at them yeah. afraid. Yeah. It's afraid. Yep. 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 And, uh, just, a, another attempt to intimidate and to, uh, bully. And it's, it's, yep. it, it's not okay. Try to instill fear. Right. Yeah. It says a special message. This is from Ruth Sennis, which to me is about as demonic as you can get. A special me- special message for Ashley Kavanaugh and your daughters. This billboard was on your school grounds. In other words, we know where your girls go to school. We know where your children are. And then it says, Leader McConnell and the GOP aren't worried for your safety. Number one, that's a lie. The, the, the entire Senate passed a bill to protect them. Nancy Pelosi won't pass it. But but they're they're raising the issue in the tweet, if you had any wonder, about the safety of Mrs. Kavanaugh and the daughters. Right. And if there was any doubt that, well, that people won't get that crazy, then I, they, <laughs> we just, yeah. they just arrested like, a guy. Again. Yeah, exactly. Surely no one would take this the wrong way and try to go murder right. Justice Kavanaugh's wife. And, no, no, no. They just did. Which brings now, up another prayer point in my mind. For those of you keeping score at home, there's a lot of things happening in D.C., that are going by without justice being inflicted upon them. I think about uh, a couple, just a few, a year or two ago, Chuck Schumer stood on the Supreme court steps 
around a, an abortion issue and was uh, had a, a whole rally in front of him. And he turned around to the Supreme Court and he says, I'm talking to you, Gorsuch. I'm talking to you, Kavanaugh. You've released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. And and I just I'm looking at that going, if McConnell did that, I think he'd be in jail. Yeah. And it, like that's and then he, it, all that, these incitements are, are spawned from it. And mm-hmm. people are saying, wow, our political leaders are incentivizing and blessing us to go and make them pay the price and yep. release the whirlwind. And, and it's and funny says, because these are the same people that I, can't, I keep hearing beating their chest saying, you know, the Republicans are taking our democracy. It's like, who's showing up to kill Supreme <laughs> Court justices? Exactly. I, I don't know. I, I don't, if anyone's keeping a tally. Who, who, by the way, if they're successful... Make it a democracy again. They give everybody the ability to participate on this issue of abortion. Right, right. Yeah. All these people that want murder, the pro-murder crowd, you get to vote on it now. Right. That's all the Supreme Court's saying. We're not going to take it away from the people and let five lawyers decide the murder policy of the nation. We're going to let the people decide that, which, by the way, we shouldn't have murder in our nation. Right. Jace, going back to what Schumer did. I pulled up, we had a video. If you guys are watching this on our page, you can go back and look at the video from about two years ago that talks about Schumer. And one of the things that, and of course, this wasn't very insightful by me, Jace. Everybody saw the danger of what Schumer was saying back then. Oh, but I yeah. was at the court. I was really? at the court when that happened. I was inside the building. You could hear the mob outside. I mean, it was a mob. It was I didn't realize mob. that. I didn't, know, I didn't know you were in. Yeah, town. yeah. It's it's all, there's a video, guys, from two years ago. Go back, go back and watch it. I watched it yesterday because I wanted to see what my thoughts were at the time. It's only about ten minutes, and um, you're supposed to do this on YouTube, right? Tell people to go back and watch the prior right. video. Yeah. I'm kidding, but but in this in this one, seriously. But I watched it, and I and I um, one of the things that that I had forgotten was that Schumer said, if you go forward with these decisions, and then I think he said, you won't know what hit you. But he said, if you go forward with these decisions, and at the time I made the point, what is he talking about? The court hasn't published their decisions. Is someone inside the court leaking? Surely they wouldn't do that, Jace. Oh, yeah. Surely, surely clerks or justices or people who work in the building wouldn't leak anything. Well, yeah, now, now we know about a month ago. Yeah. Well, it, but they were doing it then, I suspect. And there are other clues that were happening that showed you that dishonest people were leaking information. But but Schumer was either either he misspoke or he knew something. And if he knew something, then he was talking about go forward. Well, you don't go forward with something you haven't decided to do already. The right. statement Schumer was making is you're planning to do thus and so on these cases and we know it and don't go forward with it or you won't know what hit you. Well, now they are going forward with it. And guess what? They're, they're, getting they're trying to be hit. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. So I, I, I want to, Jace, I, I want to, about the billboard, I want to say something about the billboard, but you go right. ahead and then I want to hit that if we're going to hit, go to another subject. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, uh, that's another prayer point for, yep. for our watchers and viewers. Absolutely. Pray for justice to be done. Pray for Merrick Garland to start prosecuting the people that are breaking the federal statutory law by protesting outside the justice homes. Uh, pray for Nancy Pelosi to move forward with this bill that, that gives extra protection to the justice and their families while they're under heightened threat. And for Chuck Schumer <laughs> threatening the justices standing on the, on the Supreme Court steps to yep. have a sitting United States senator in, in a position that he's in to do that for political theater and to encourage people to say, yeah, this is a good idea. It's what we should do. Yeah. That is just completely inappropriate and it needs to be dealt with. So pray for justice to be done because there's a lot going on that we're looking around saying, is someone doing something about this? Yeah. Anyway, I'll tell you uh, who's doing something about it. God almighty in heaven and his angels. This, this sign that was outside of the Kavanaugh's church, as I understand it, that was tweeted by Ruth Sennis trying to put the Kavanaugh's into fear. There's another message in this sign that was defined by those who made it, all right? And to me, it's a confirmation of what the Lord is doing. Um, On the sign, again, it says, pregnant, question mark, alone, question mark, afraid. The uh, Ruth Sennis was trying to instill fear, a murder, a murderous fear into the Kavanaugh family. But right below that, you know what it says? 
it says, the sign says 1-800-ANGEL. Okay. And I would say, yes, an angel intervened and the Kavanaugh's are okay. And not only are they okay, the other justices will be because God is protecting them by his holy heavenly angels. And that's our prayer too, Jace, that that'll continue, God. We don't, we don't take for granted what's happening, but we also are not afraid and we're not backing up. We're not giving in to this wicked spirit of fear who's on its last legs. You don't play this type of murderous card when you have other options. And that's where the enemy is right now. Very few options and they're playing high stakes and they're making their last ditch efforts to influence the court. But by the grace of God and by his mercy, they will not influence the court. And not only will their attempt to fire at the court backfire, it's going to refine the justices to be the best ones they've ever been. That, wow. That's what I see happening, Jace. I agree. I think they're getting disillusioned of the uh, of the fear. I, th- I I hope at least that Kavanaugh and the others are yeah. looking around going, is this all you can conjure, Saruman? Is this yeah. it? Like, is this all you send against me? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, are yeah. you going to send people to to come? Like, okay, well, we've had that. Now we're moving on. Like, the, I hope that they're being increasingly untethered from trying from any yeah. any thought of making decisions because culture would demand it instead to make decisions based on what they believe based on how the law that the people have legislated should be applied exactly exactly and the and the more see this this game of fear and threats it's a it's a risky strategy for the left, because when you try to put somebody in fear and you try to intimidate them and control them and it doesn't work, then it becomes less effective the next you time. You played your chips. You're, you're yeah, out. Yeah, yep. yeah. And the person who's been threatened breaks through the fear and they're like, oh, I can do this. I don't have to give in to that fear. They grow in their relationship with God, but also just in their soul to know that they're not going to do that. And so, Jace, you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, the story about um, Joseph, that that what the yes. what his brothers meant for evil, God meant for good. Now, God didn't bring the evil, but God used it for good to bring about the result. And the same is true here. What the enemy is meaning for evil to try to destroy the justices, to intimidate them, to bully them, to get them to do his will, which is murder. God's using it for good to refine the justices, to bring them through this, this bubble of fear so that it's punctured. And now they realize Let's just do our jobs. Let's just be justices. Let's let's not worry or be threatened about any of the consequences that the enemy tries to bring on this. And the enemy's overplayed his hand. And Jace, we've got another case pending at the court, the the Coach Kennedy case, which is a whole lot less talked about. But in some ways, it may be even more significant than Roe because it deals with our national relationship with God. And it positions us from being outside of his umbrella of protection back under it as we repent. And now we establish right relationship again with God, not individually, but as a nation. And so I think, I think what's happened is going to, is going to bear fruit in that area as well. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, as I'm you can tell, community case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have on my pink shirt this morning, Jace. I'm in raw, raw form. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, Rare form is the is the term. You guys, excuse my passion, but I am excited about what God is doing. Not excited about the enemy's attacks at all. Don't mistake that. But but God's moving, and I'm so thankful that Justice Kavanaugh is safe, Jace, and that yes. we see evidence of God moving and his holy angels, and it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, regarding other news we have surrounding the court, uh, one of the big nominees we've talked about kind of every week is uh, the, the one coming up, Nancy Abudu, still hasn't been reported to the Senate floor, even though they had a litany of people the Senate voted on yesterday for confirmation. So uh, be praying about that. Yep. Call your senators, say, hey, when this comes to the floor, do not vote for this person. Uh, and that, that's, that's kind of still pending. Yeah, so um, keep keep calling your senators. Keep calling your right. senators because they may not schedule her until they think they have the votes, and they haven't scheduled her yet, which is no big surprise. But if we can if we can work and get every Republican to vote against Abudu, and then get Joe Manchin to do so, and I think it's becoming increasingly likely. Whether that means it's likely to happen is another question. But we're getting 
I think we're in better shape than we were even three weeks ago because of everything happening right now. So yeah, keep working. Call Joe Manchin and demand that he vote against this this uh, judicial nominee who would literally threaten the sovereignty of the United States by putting us under foreign governmental powers at the UN influencing our judicial decisions. It's a, that would be a disaster. We all agree. No bueno. Manchin, Joe Manchin knows that would be a disaster. So if his constituents call him, there's a good chance we stop this nominee and we should. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we want to talk about the shutdown Monday, Jace. Is that what you had? Yes. Next? Yeah. So the, the shutdown Monday, they've, uh, there's a group that has decided it is going to up the ante at least the best they can and uh, show up to the three road entrances into the Supreme Court and blockade it. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's, it's not a very big area for those who have been to the Supreme Court or the back of the Supreme Court. Uh, it's like one road about as long as just one block. And there's a, another road that kind of makes a T onto it. And there's just those three entrances and that's it. Yep. And so they're planning on showing up in numbers and their stated purpose has been to increase pressure on the justices. Uh, and now surrounding this near assassination uh, attempt, that's just, uh, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not good. It's, it's prime time for people to get hurt yep. or uh, bad actors to come in and cause problems, big problems, not just blocking the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so pray for that. Pray for the Capitol Hill police, the Supreme Court marshals, uh, and all the law enforcement involved. They, I trust them. They do. I mean, they, they're vigilant. They're stacked. They got lots of, you know, uh, armed guards kind of all around. And I, I pray that they uh, show up and do, and do their job well on Monday because that's, that's coming right. up right after the weekend. But, um, but Jace, I would add too, and this is you, you, we all know this, this isn't any, any great insight, but they're there. This isn't the type of thing they deal with every day there at the court. Um, yeah. Jace and I were there about a month ago. We were, we were at the Supreme court and um, we just happened to talk to one of the security guys and he was doing his job, but we were there and we just, we asked him a question or two, but you guys may remember, I think it was on earth day that a protester showed up there and literally burned himself to death. Now he didn't yeah. die on the scene, but he lit himself on fire. He later died at the at the hospital, which is tragic. But the but I we we asked the officer, and he didn't tell us anything he shouldn't. He was just talking to us like he would anybody else who happened to walk up to him. And any of you could do that, of course. But um, I'm trying to protect the guy because he didn't do anything he shouldn't have. But he said, you know, we we haven't had that happen before. Haven't had that happen before. Now, some some of these law enforcement guys at the Supreme Court, they may have been in the military in the past. They may have been in battle in the past. But they're not used to that at the Supreme Court, you know? Yeah, you have some crazies that show up that scream from time to time and have a megaphone. And, ch- and you have crazy senators screaming for, for justices to get hit, right? right. I mean, that, that'll happen from time to time. But you don't have people literally dying there on the ground. And you don't have people showing up who admittedly, these, these protesters who are coming to, quote, shut it down, their goal, they've, they've said it. Look, we're not even trying to be constitutional here. We're not even trying to be legal here. We are literally going to come in and be unconstitutional and break the law and shut down the court. And th- those, those guys, as wonderful as they are, Jace, right, they don't deal with that every day. So, right. yeah, we want to be praying for those marshals, and they do an incredible job. But they're on the front line, too. Yeah. I mean, the justices are in danger. But if I'm a marshal and I'm working there, this is serious. If they would yeah. show up at a justice's home and try to assassinate him and his family, it, it's not outside the realm to think that they would do such a thing to marshals who were working on the grounds on Monday. So not trying I to was, speak that, but we need to be careful and pray yeah, for these guys. I was, I was up in D.C. quite a bit in the, the fall of uh, the, the election year recently. And, um, and it was every, every single weekend, there were just tons of protests. One, one week, it'd be a, a pro, uh, a conservative group doing a, a rally. And then the other week, it'd be Antifa and, and another leftist organization. And the city did a good job of, of keeping those two separate. They, they, you know, would, I think, grant the permits on alternating weeks. Um, but they were large groups rolling down the streets. They would have whole streets 
uh, near Penn Quarter, just blocked off where you couldn't drive down it. You couldn't walk through it. Uh, and they would have riot police lined up and they would have so many people out there equipped, ready. I mean, the, uh, the that were meant to handle this. And yep. so I hope that the city of D.C. does the same thing for Monday. This is this is not a surprise attack. They've been publishing it in, in news articles. And so I hope uh, exactly. that they do the same thing and they dispatch and, those riot police and guards. So we're not left with uh, inadequate assistance to make sure that nobody gets hurt. And further than that, I, I pray that the groups just dissipate. I, I pray that yep, the wind exactly. is taken out of their sails and they don't show up. But if they do, and if those same riot police, like I've seen, I've seen the amount of numbers and security and, and, and equipment that they have to control these kinds of organizations. And if those aren't there, I, I think a huge uh, part of the moral culpability is going to be on the city. That's a great point. And Jace, this kind of ties in some with the uh, with the, the stated purpose of this unconstitutional shutdown with the timing of the Dobbs opinion release. And let me let me explain what we what we mean by that. Um, of course, the, the draft came out on or was leaked on, was it the first or the second of May? Whatever it was, first or second, I can't remember. But here we are the 10th of June. So it's been almost six weeks. I guess it'll be six, yeah, six weeks. So um, at this point, the court's only in for another two, two and a half weeks. They they leave at the end of June. So we got you got to know, okay, well, when's the opinion coming out? Well, we know it's not coming out yesterday because it didn't. It's probably not coming out today. Uh, there are only certain days that they release opinions. Is it possible that the justices decided several weeks ago that they would release it on June 13th? Sure, that's possible. Is it possible that if that were the decision that someone within the court would leak it? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's possible. That's not a conspiracy theory anymore. That's a conspiracy mm-hmm. fact at this point. And so it's possible that the court made that decision to release the opinion on the 13th. What's interesting about the map, Jace, that was published of this unconstitutional mob, I'm not even going to call it a rally. It's a mob. It's an admittedly unconstitutional mob, um, is that they've established points where they want to shut things down. And those are the, the, the three points where the staff of the building and the justices can get there. Now, they didn't just shut down, or they're not trying to just shut down the entrances to the building where the justices drive in. They also have placed a blockade or a planned blockade right outside, Jace, of the entrance to the staff parking lot, which is a block or so down the street. Now, I'm not sharing anything that's private. People in D.C. know this. Certainly, um, the protesters, not protesters, the unconstitutional mob knows it, which is why they also have tried to blockade that parking lot. So they're, they're trying to shut down the entire building from functioning because the justices, Jace, they can work remote. Lots of people can work remote, but certain people have to be on site. And so that's a concern. It is a concern. I hope that, they, yeah, I don't think that if they have ample people to protect uh, the area on that day, I don't think they're going to have a hard time protecting that parking lot. I have a really good friend that lives uh, at a spot where I walk out of his back door and I'm standing in the parking lot that they're trying to shut down, the one where all the staff park in. There's only yep. two entrances. They should, I mean, it should be good, but man, I, yeah, these guys are coming out. They're, at least they're advertising that they're coming out mm-hmm. swinging. So yeah, yep. we just pray for safety and, around the And the, the, the timing of the opinion, I got an email from a buddy yesterday and he was like, what in the world? Why don't they release the opinion? And I agree. They yeah. should release the opinion immediately because as long, until that opinion's released, guys, I hate to even say this, but everyone's having to say it now because of the, the assassination attempt. If a justice is murdered and they're one of those five, there aren't five votes to release the opinion. Even if it's a draft opinion, until it's released, it's not an opinion. If one of those justices isn't alive when the opinion's released, they can't release it. That's a fact, okay? And it's a fact that the left knows. There's no use not talking about it because one of them tried to show up and to kill Kavanaugh to keep the opinion from being released. So we need to, of course, be praying for the justices, but but also understanding the opinion needs to be released like now, right now. But there, right. there's another possible timing of the release of the opinion. And Jay, you want to start us into that. In other words, this is just a theory, guys. But if we're asking the question, the question, when will it be released? There's another 
theory on when it will. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, one of two. It's either uh, it's going to be released on Monday. Somebody knows that and they've leaked it. And that's why they're planning to do this uh, planned mob at the court. Or I think they're holding it for two more weeks saying, let's just let's just hold on. Keep, you know, keep your feet planted. And then the very last day that they're in session, dropping it via email and then bounce goes Lido's yeah. already somewhere yeah. undisclosed location i think everybody all the others need to just get out go somewhere yep. Yep. let the heat die down uh and i think i think it's one of those two yep and and if i were one of the justices if i were even neil gorsuch i would already have my family and myself out of dc i wouldn't even be in my neighborhood um and I, there's a very good chance that just, I don't know this, but I think there's a chance Justice Kavanaugh was not even at his home when this assassination attempt was was happening. Um, and the same for Justice um, Amy Coney Barrett. You know, she lives in a, in a, I don't think it's a gated neighborhood, right? Because the protesters have been by her home. But those justices, our hope and prayer is that they're already out of town at this point, that as many staff as possible are working remote and out of the building, and that only those people are in the building that absolutely have to, for some practical reason, to be there. And um, so, yeah, it's totally foreseeable, I think, that the court may say, because of what we've seen and what will likely happen when Roe is reversed, uh, we're going to do it the very last decision. All of us are going to be gone by that point, and someone's going to press send. And it's not because they're giving into fear, but they're just being practical at that point. And then if people want to try to overtake the building, they're just dealing with the building at that point. Um, right. But yeah, these are, who would have thought two years ago, we'd be talking about such a thing, you know? Yeah, I, it's, it's pretty wild. There's, there's an increase of evil, but there's also an increase of response by, by God. I never would have thought, Jace, two years ago that we'd be talking about Roe being reversed. Yeah, I mean, chipped, chipped away at, yes, yes, we saw that coming and we hoped for that. But, but if you're being honest and you're a pro-lifer and you've been praying for Roe to be reversed for years and you're even believing for it, did you think that now, June of 2020, it would be not just reversed, but I mean, totally reversed, I mean, flushed down the toilet, really. trashed like Alito's uh, opinion does to I mean, just <laughs> obliterated it. Obliterated, yeah. And, did it very, very tactfully and persuasively. If you haven't read it, uh, it, it is worth it is worth a read. With five books, it's one thing. It's one thing for Clarence Thomas or Samuel Alito to just slam right. it down, but to get five votes on that, big deal! Wow, big deal! Wow! Praise God! Praise God! Well, and hey, we pray that the justices won't pull back; that they'll finish it, and I think they are. That's right. Exercise intestinal fortitude. I think there we, we go. Well, we have one more segment, and then we'll wrap up. And this is the segment we're excited about. We're just kind of giving little, little drops, little moments of, uh, mm-hmm. of our judicial philosophy, what we think. And so we have uh, another one of our tenets that we want to talk about today. What makes a good judge or justice? What makes them a constitutional judge or justice? And yeah. it is that the role of courts, if the understanding that the role of courts is to decide cases and courts need only, quote unquote, interpret when the text is ambiguous. This is huge. And this, huge. I mean, it is ingrained in the, the dialogue, the vernacular of our entire nation. You say, what's the role of the, the court Supreme Court? You say, well, let's interpret the law. And you say, why? Can, is it, it doesn't, is doesn't it, say that. Yeah, right. That's it, Article it, 3 of the Constitution that talks yeah. about the power of the court. I don't see that in there. It's not in the power of the court. And it's also, it's written in English. And this sounds silly to say it does, but it's, it's, do we really believe that our nation is so unintelligent that they need these uh, higher people in an ivory tower to interpret plain English to them? No, that's silly. That's absurd. And this was, I mean, this, when I was in law school, people say this all the time. It's like, well, yeah, they interpret the law. And there's reasons they say that. Well, it's like hard to understand that. It's like, no, 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 no. The role of the Supreme Court, of the federal courts, is to apply the law the people have written through their elected representatives to decide cases and controversies. 
This whole idea of interpreting is dangerous because it allows judges to, to say, well, it, the text says X, but if you go through mental gymnastics that I learned how to use at my Harvard Law degree and find something that's not really written there, but it can kind of be judged, that's how it's interpreted. And so that's going to be the decision right. now. That's inappropriate. That's legislating from the bench. That's not okay. The job is not to interpret. The job is to apply. Philip, what do you That's think about exactly, that? Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Jace. The job, is to, the job is to apply. Article three of the Constitution. We have this here. It's written in English, everybody. So we don't we don't need an interpreter. Jace and I are speaking in English right now. We don't need an interpreter on this video call, right? Why? Well, you understand English, so we don't need an interpreter. And right. neither do we need judges or justices to interpret the law. We need them to decide cases. That's that's their power under Article 3. The text says that they are to, quote, decide cases, dot, 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 and controversies. That means if there's a legal dispute between party A and party B, they pick a winner and a loser based on what the facts are and based on what the law requires. And the law isn't made by them. It's made by the legislative branch. Article 1, Section 1 of the Constitution. Again, we talked about this last week. Article 1, Section 1 says all not most, not some, all legislative power, that's the power to make law, make policy, tell us what rules we have to live by, what the speed limits are, all legislative power in a federal sense shall be vested in Congress, Congress, not the court. So if it's all legislative powers in Congress, then that means none is in the court. So they're deciding cases. And as Jace talked about, we don't, we don't need them to interpret. Now, there are times where there's a term, maybe in a over 200-year-old document that right. needs to be understood. But even then, it's not interpretation. Think about it. That's not interpretation. Right. It's explaining. Yeah. It's understanding. It's defining. For example, the Second Amendment talks about the right to keep and bear arms. Now, the question may come up, okay, what, what, is, what does that mean, arms? I don't need somebody to interpret it from French to English, but I might need somebody to tell me at the time, what was the original public meaning of the word arms? Right. What did that mean to them? And how right. do we apply that today? Right. That is part of what we need justices to do, because many yeah. people won't understand what that meant. Arms. Does that mean this arm you get to keep, you know, or what does that mean? What? Right. So that's where it's important but they yeah. don't get to interpret. And when we use that term, Jace, it can lead us into a false area that enables activism. You want to touch on that? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. You have written in one of the documents we have that kind of, you know, we use a benchmark, a really good little, little blurb about how interpretation does interplay with their role of deciding cases. I'm going to read it. It says, uh, on occasion, when the text of the law is ambiguous or reference to history is required to understanding the original meaning, interpretation can be a task within the judicial role of deciding cases. However, even then, interpretation is not the role of the court, but rather a task that is sometimes necessary to perform the role of deciding cases. I think that's really well said. It goes on to say it's the false notion that judging is synonymous with interpretation, devalues the text of the law and dangerously overvalues the role of the judge to interpret the law. This can be an open door to judicial usurpation of the legislative power, whereby courts purport to change the meaning of the law under the guise of interpretation. I think that is really well said. And thank you. I think that this is something that needs to be slowly turned ideally quickly turned, but let's do what we can. So he turned yeah. in our culture. If someone says, well, the, you know, the courts, you know, interpret the law. You say, no, 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 no. I, I'm in charge. We, the people of which I am one, I am in charge. The judges, they apply what I decide through my elected representative. Yeah. They, they don't, they don't, in a way, yeah. work for me. Like I don't, they don't interpret the law and then tell me what I can and can't do. I tell them what laws they can and can't play with. Exactly. And then they and use you, those laws they're given 
and apply them to facts to decide when cases. You, when you allow a court to so-called interpret the law and they abuse it, it can lead to the murder of tens of millions of people. You say, right. Jureggi, Jureggi, come on, that's dramatic. I said, no, 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 it's really not. That's Roe versus Wade, guys. Yeah, it is. That's Roe versus Wade. They purported to interpret the law in that case. And it was so bad and so ridiculous and so obvious that anybody with half a brain knew they were lying. Yeah. Yes, they were lying. Because what they said was abortion's not in the Constitution, guys. I, we have a copy of it. I'll give you a billion dollars if you can find the word abortion in the written Constitution, not the court's rulings that purport to insert it into there, which they can't do. There's a way to amend the Constitution in the Constitution, but the court can't amend it just because they decided right. the word abortion's not in the Constitution. They said, oh, well, it comes from the word privacy. But was the word privacy in there? You might believe in it. It, it sounds like a, a nice concept, but that's not in the Constitution. It's not in the text of the Constitution. They said, oh, it's within liberty. How do we get there? Well, then yeah. they talked about, like, it's kind of like an eclipse. This is literally what they said. The they penumbra. talked about a, an emanation from an eclipse that gives a penumbra. I'm not making this up to be a dramatic. A penumbra, right. In the case, guys. I, had a, I had a dear friend and professor in law school <laughs> say one time, he said, uh, when the court starts getting too big for their britches, grab your family, grab your wallet. The number's coming. <laughs> that really cracked me up. It, 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 yeah. yeah, but it's so bad. It is right. so bad. The emperor has no clothes, and yet nobody would say anything. Why? Because it's the Supreme Court. And if they say they're interpreting, but we all know they're lying, we're not going to say anything. Well, guys, that's dangerous. Right. It's dangerous. It's led to genocide of over 60 million Americans, innocent babies in the womb because of that. And we just can't have it. So please, <laughs> let's not let's not further that that lie that right. the role of the court is to interpret because it's a dangerous lie and it can lead us yes. down the wrong the wrong road. Now, along with that too, I do want to circle back because people will say, "Wait a second, they do have to sometimes interpret, or they do sometimes have to define a word." That's true, but don't let that expand to them having the power to misinterpret and lie, and everybody has to follow them. But even if they have power to interpret, and I think the better word is probably define and explain, Jace, but assuming that they have power to interpret from time to time, that doesn't, that's still not their role. And Jace right, talked about role. this. So this is a silly example. It's a task, yeah, a task they do that they must do honestly and limitedly in the furtherance of their role. That's, yeah. it's, that's how they interplay, and I, which I think is well said. So, so is the role of a car to brake? No. What's the role of a car? What's the purpose of, a, of an automobile? Well, it's, it's probably a to, to get you from point A to B, to transport right. you from A to B. Now, in the process of doing that, sometimes it may be necessary to use the brakes, but that doesn't mean the role of, of an automobile is to brake. And that's not a perfect example, but I think it kind of helps you to understand that even if at times, even if somebody comes to you and wins the argument that sometimes the court has to interpret Again, it's better to say explain the law. But even if they can win the argument that sometimes a court has to interpret, that still doesn't mean that that's their role. Sometimes it's a task within their role. And Jace, you explained that well, but I just wanted to emphasize it again so that we have. Yeah, it's worth emphasis. I think we're close to wrapping up. Yeah. What else do we have, Jace? That is all I have uh, as far as substantive things, as far as housekeeping. Uh, if you enjoy our videos, please like, subscribe. Follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, sign our petition to get all of our emails. Uh, share this video and, uh, you know, consider uh, contributing to judicial action groups. We can go and advocate for or against uh, more nominees to be put on the federal bench that will protect uh, the constitutional operation of our judiciary and not uh, legislate and interpret <laughs> From the exactly. bench, just willy-nilly. So uh, that's all I got. Phil, do you have anything else? I, I don't. I do want to pray one more time for the right. court. Um, that why, sounds good. Why don't, why don't you open us and I'll close this, brother. All right. Sounds good. Lord, we pray that you bless our judiciary in our land, that you would return them to the extent they need to be returned to deciding cases and controversies, applying law, 
not interpreting. We pray that you heal our culture as well, our cultural mindset, that this is appropriate. We pray that you would turn, turn that as well in hearts and minds of our citizenry to understand that that's not their job. Our job as citizens is to decide which laws we are to be bound by, and it's the role of the judges to faithfully apply them. Amen. Amen. Lord, we just continue to thank you for protecting the court, for protecting these justices. And we don't take any of it for granted, Father. And we, we pray that your spirit would minister to Ashley and Brett. And we, we respect him as, a, as justice, Brett Kavanaugh, but, but he's also a man. He's a husband. He's a father. So, Father, protect Brett, the man, but protect the justice, Brett Kavanaugh, his wife, Ashley. I don't recall the names of the children, Lord, but protect them. Protect their hearts, Lord, because the enemies tried to put them in, in fear. And we, um, we thank you for protecting them, but we also ask that you comfort them. Protect those children from any trauma, Lord, that they might be um, dealing with, any temptation to give in to fear. Protect them all, Lord. We thank you for Brett. Justice Brett Kavanaugh, we thank you for his wife. We thank you, too, for the rest of the members of the court, especially the other four who've, um, who've upheld their oath. They're not being conservative or pro-life. They're just being honest in doing what they're supposed to do. Now, it is going to be pro-life, but Lord, bless them, protect them, bless. And I'm going to say their first names, again, not because we dishonor them, but because they're, they're also just people with lives. So Clarence and his wife, Jenny, and for Samuel and his wife, I forget her name, for Neil and his wife, I forget her name. I think it's Louise or, or uh, and for Amy, Coney Barrett and her husband, Jesse, and all of their children, their families, their parents, their loved ones, their, their extended family and friends, protect them, Father. And the other justices as well, for Justice Chief Justice John Roberts, we pray even now that he would repent, that he would come to you, that he would vote the right way in this case and, and not try any longer to pollute it by um, corrupting it and weakening it, but that he would just join the proper constitutional decision, flushing Roe down the toilet, Lord, that he would do that and not, not, uh, not pollute it. We pray for Justice Stephen Breyer and Justice Sonia Sotomayor and Justice Elena Kagan, that they too will come into alignment, not with, well, not with my desires, but with yours, Lord. Let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth, in the court, in every justice, as it is in heaven. And for the staff on the court too, Lord, we pray that you protect them from not only the physical assaults, but the mental and emotional strain. The, uh, the marshals, Father, keep peace this coming Monday. Protect them. There's so much we could pray for, Father, but even the streets around that building, we pray that you would send your holy angels to intervene and prevent violence, prevent bloodshed, prevent unconstitutional and, and evil conduct. Bless this nation, Father, in Jesus' name. There's so much more, Jace, we could talk about, buddy. Even, even uh, so many things, but I think we'll, we'll end it here. Sounds good. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks a ton. Have a wonderful weekend. God bless you. Thanks for watching. See you next week.